Hello, you beautiful people. My name is Austin Adams, and welcome to the Adams Archive. This week, we are going to be discussing Donald Trump's indictment. It happened just hours ago. Donald Trump was indicted in the Stormy Daniels NDA hush money case. So we will discuss that. We will also talk about the Nashville shooter, a woman who identified as trans, who thought she was a man, lo and behold, uh, ended up going to a Catholic school and shooting, I believe, six or more people at this point, including uh, several children. So a horrific tragedy, all stemming from the divisiveness and division and the emboldenment by our mainstream media, by our government, by the corporations that are out there. It's disgusting. And what do you expect? So we will talk about that. And then last but not least, we're going to talk about the TikTok ban uh, bill that was uh, proposed. And then uh, at least the fast track of it was shot down by Rand Paul today. But we'll talk about what's actually in that bill because it's far more concerning than the headline sounds, right? A lot of people have rallied around the idea of banning TikTok, which I can argue a point for, right? But not when you stuff the bill with everything possible to be able to surveil your own people, find them, put them in jail just for going on to a website and allow you to even look at people's home cameras to to track all of this. So it's 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 horrific. Very glad Rand Paul put a stop to the fast tracking of this bill. Uh, it was, I believe, 11 Republicans and 11 Democrats were on board as a bipartisan bill. It's terrifying. So we'll go through all of that and more today. But first, I need you to hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Like I've said before and many times before, <laughs> there's not much you can do to get some good karma uh, right now in your life. But I am asking you, please, from the bottom of my heart, leave a review uh, and write something nice if you could. That would really help us get through the rankings, uh, get out of the way the craziness that is going on in the world and show it to more people. So please leave a five-star review and subscribe. Other than that, go to the Substack. Red Pill Revolution is the old one. <laughs> Force of habit. The new one is austin.adams uh, or austinadams.substack.com. Austinadams.substack.com. Even if you go to redpillrevolution.substack.com, I believe it'll forward you there. So either one works for now. So go ahead and do that. Um, and let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right. So the very first thing we're going to discuss is Trump has been indicted. Just hours ago, a grand jury decided to indict Donald Trump in the Stormy Daniels case. Okay. 
We'll go ahead and read this article from The Hill. It says that former Donald or former President Donald Trump was indicted on criminal charges in New York on Thursday for his role in organizing hush money payments, as we discussed last time, not hush money, uh, made to an adult film star during his 2016 campaign. The history-making indictment marks the first time, the first time a president has been charged in a criminal matter and comes as several law enforcement entities are investigating Trump's conduct in numerous probes. The very first time in history. A president has been charged in a criminal matter. How many criminal things do you think presidents have done? Let's talk about Watergate. Let's talk about, you know, George Bush getting us into, you know, the the war in Afghanistan and Iraq and, you know, George Bush Sr., George Bush, George Bush Jr. Let's let's talk about the the Clinton body count as we talked about last time, right? How many things have happened? Almost, I guarantee you, almost every president has something in their history that was far more worthy, including probably Donald Trump. Like the fact that this is the only thing that they could get on this man <laughs> tells you what you need to know about how far they have to grasp for straws on this one. Uh, it's truly wild that this is the only thing that they could come up with, right? And, and you, the, the word hush money has been thrown around so much in almost every single article that you will find because it is not a hush money scandal, right? It is, it is not that, as we discussed last time, it was an NDA that was signed between Donald Trump's lawyer, I believe Michael Cohen was the name of the lawyer, and... Uh, and Stormy Daniels regarding the 2016 campaign. Can you catch you up to speed real quick? So this is an all-encompassing podcast for you. Uh, Donald Trump was basically accused of uh, a $130,000 payment to Michael Cohen, um, which was made to Stormy Daniels. Now, the problem with this was in the way that the money was moved. It wasn't even like it's illegal to pay a porn star $130,000 to not talk about you having sex with them. Uh, it's a apparently in some way illegal to use this the way that he moved money around, which was using some sort of like home equity line in order to pay off the lawyer who paid off her. And now they're going to have to tr to prove that. Now, I've even seen left leaning news publications that have come out and called this case extremely, extremely weak. I again, I said it before and I'll say it again. I will stand behind my statement. This is bullshit. There is nothing that is going to come out of it. If you think that Donald Trump's going to find himself in jail over paying an NDA off through a home equity equity line, through his lawyer, through this, through like, again, if that's the best thing that you can come up with, you're not going to indict a former and potential future president, the, the front runner of the Republican Party. So um, now the district attorney that is doing this is funded by none other than George Soros. Who would have guessed, especially when we see Soros starting to back Ron DeSantis right now? I'm not saying anything negative about Ron DeSantis here. I have uh, moments of being a fan of Ron DeSantis. I, I literally cannot think of one negative thing about DeSantis currently. I just right off the top of my head, don't have any huge complaints that stick out in my mind about DeSantis uh, other than nothing. Can't think of it. OK, so. Um, it's no surprise that somebody who George Soros is going to be pumping massive amounts of money, a DA who that same person who's wanting DeSantis to win funded Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney who's going after Trump, the front runner of the Republican Party. No coincidence at all that that is happening. OK, so. 
I, I don't see any way that this is actually going to have anything come of it. Trump's it goes on to say that Trump's company labeled Cohen's reimbursement of the payment as a legal expense and did not disclose them in campaign expense reports. Cohen pleaded guilty in 2018 and served time for his role in the matter on charges related to campaign finance violations and tax fraud. He claimed that Trump directed him to make the payment and that Trump reimbursed him in monthly installments that included a bonus. The payment was made as a part of a non-disclosure agreement as Daniels was prepared to go public as she claims a sexual relationship for Trump. So if you want to get into the de details of all this, feel free to go back and listen to the last episode. We did a comparison between Trump's body count with Stormy Daniels, a sexual one, <laughs> and the Clinton body count, where we go through some of the uh, weird little cases about that. So um, I want to see if we can find out what the next steps are. I heard that there's really not anything that's going to come up with this until at least next, the following week from now. Uh, um but there was something like 37 charges of financial fraud or whatever the word is that they're using for that. Uh, it says that the um, they went after him from our lago, all this stuff. All right. So let's let's go on to the next article here, which which talks about everything in a little bit um, more detail. So so the next article that we're going to look at here is actually let's let's skip that. Let's go ahead and let's look at what Trump himself actually has to say about this. But before we do that, I I think that this is worth noting. This if if a former president was convicted on something serious, right? If a former president had gotten into a, an extremely dark financial uh ties with a foreign entity, let's say China, or Ukraine bio lab companies, I think that would be a fair thing to indict somebody over, right? At least well, let's hear it. Let's let's work it out, right? They're just trying to air Trump's dirty laundry, right? They're just trying to disparage his character, make him look bad because he had sex with some extremely good looking porn star at some point. So I don't know if that gives him clout points or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. The only thing that this is going to do is is embolden the the Trump, the Republicans to come out and vote to know that everything that they've been fighting for up until this point is real, right? There's absolutely a deep state. There's absolutely George Soros funded district attorneys who want to go after people specifically for the for the improvement of profitability for elitists, right? There, that is absolutely a thing. Okay, now here is what Trump has had to say about this since this came out. And here it is. Um, Trump, the very first thing that he said was roughly, let's see, three hours, five hours. Let's see what the very first thing. So his official statement was this. It says... If I can zoom in far enough here to read it. The political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history from the time I came down to the golden escalator at Trump Tower and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of our country have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember, I just, um, it just like I do, Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax, 
Uh, one, impeachment hoax. Two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid. And now this. The Democrats have lied, he said. Cheated and, stri- uh, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump. But now they're done. They've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in the act of blatant election interference. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign and weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before, ever. He goes on to state that Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who has was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace, he said. Rather than shopping the unprecedented, stopping the unprecedented crime that was taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should have focused on. This is how Bragg spends his time. I believe this witch hunt will be will backfire massively on Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, united and strong, will first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we will defeat Joe Biden. And we are going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. So that was his official response. Now, following that... He said, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicted the 45th president of the United States and the leading Republican candidate by far for the Republican nomination. This is an attack on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. I mean, it really is. You know, you think of the the corruption in third world countries, the weaponization of the judicial system, the corruption within the, the the halls of the police forces in Mexico and the judges are paid off by the cartels. I mean, you look at all of those things and, and, and Mexico is not even a third world country, but it's far from the United States. But we see those things every day, right? The, the cartel in our country just so happens to have a, a little bit more money and a little bit less, and maybe not even, but may, a little bit less actual consistent gun violence because they just weaponize our own military to do their deeds by lobbying hard enough and staging things like what's going on in Ukraine. Right? So I don't, I do not see 100% do not see this going anywhere at all. He's not going to be charged. He's not going to be arrested, right? He's not, none of that's going to happen, but what is going to happen is this is going to go down in history books. And that's what they want, right? They want all of the articles. They want they want the history books to show because they're the ones who write them, right? Remember Maxwell? Uh, what is it? Maxwell House, I believe, writes wrote the books that were in school when I was there. You know who owned that? Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. Look that one up. Crazy, right? The same people that they, they want to write the history with these types of BS things. This indictment is going to go nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Um, Kevin McCarthy spoke out about it, said Alvin Bragg was, has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election. As he routinely frees violent criminals to terrorize the public, he weaponized our sacred system of justice against President Trump. The American people will not tolerate this injustice, and the House of Representatives will hold Alvin Bragg and his unprecedented abuse of power accountable. I really hope so. 
I, I don't know if we'll see anything like that, but I would hope that there's some sort of backlash judicially. This is a, a, a vast overreach of power. This is a, as, as I've seen several people say, a, a dark day in history when, when our judicial system can't even be trusted to, and, and, and here's one thing that I heard too that talked about is like, no president is above the law. It's like, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure almost every president ever was responsible for, for killing people. Um, they just called it war. Right. I'm pretty sure almost every president was responsible for overseeing the IRS who steals from everyday Americans. I, I'm pretty sure almost every president in history had the power to pardon people. So the way that our judicial system is set up is that many of the presidential's uh, positions in, in, that they hold have the opportunity to be used this way. And, and, and they are above the law. And, and so to see that they see that even I believe Nixon was even pardoned by the president who followed him, even even following Watergate. Right. It's it's unbelievable to see that this is this is the direction that we're going. But I, I don't want to harp on that. We did a whole episode about it. So go listen to that if you want to. Let's move on. He's been indicted. We'll keep you updated on it. And the next thing that we're going to talk about here, let me go ahead and pull this up, is going to be the. The shooting that happened in Nashville. All right, now I want to tread respectfully in this light. It's a sad day, right? Anytime you have children dying, nine, I believe it was three nine-year-old children and three 60-year-old adults that died just in the span of a few minutes, one of which of those children died while pulling the fire alarm to alert their classmates and the rest of the school as to what was happening. It's tragic. It's horrible. And we're already seeing the politicization from, from both sides, to be fair. I think there's some conversation to be had, which we will have about mental health. But the very first thing that, that Biden does in this case is run to talk about gun control. And, and to see the way that our, our mainstream media almost completely... I don't even know how to describe it. They, they don't even know what to do in this case with, the, with this person being trans, right? This is a woman who said she was a man, wore men's clothing, I guess. I don't know. And wanted to be called he. Now, what we end, end up finding out is that this person was very mentally ill. According to their one of their closest friends, they suffered from, well, I don't know if suffered's the word, but they, they had autism, high-functioning autism. They wrote a manifesto, drew pictures that were horrific, apparently, that we haven't had access to yet uh, about this. But the amount of articles that I've seen, the New York Post talk about, uh, the, um, the Vice News articles coming out, is unbelievable to see people actually coming to the Coming to the defense of trans groups. Now, now I don't think that you call out trans as a whole. Now, I, I don't tend to agree with the idea of affirming somebody's mental health issues. Gender dysphoria is a real thing. It has been for a very long time. It's generally a, 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 before the time where it became cool to do so. So you can post TikTok videos. It was something that 
was affecting people who generally had lower levels of testosterone or higher levels of testosterone, people who had actual chemical imbalances within their bodies compared to their normal gendered counterparts. So I, I, I sympathize with people who go through mental health issues. I sympathize with somebody who grew up with autism. I sympathize with, with a, a group of people who feel dispossessed. I obviously do not sympathize with somebody who went into a school and shot six people for no reason. No reason whatsoever. Even Joe Biden came out the very next day and said that transgender people shape our nation's soul just days after the trans person killed six different Christians in a school massacre. Now, what I find infuriating about this is that they will not call this what it was. This was a hate crime. Absolutely, 100% a hate crime. This was somebody who carried out a massacre against children because they did not like that they went to a Catholic school. They embodied everything that they hated about whatever, like themselves, about the projection of, of their insecurities. This woman attacked children for these beliefs. And so when, when we see articles come out from Vice that say, Things like the right is using the Nashville shooting to declare war on trans people. Vice, I want to ask you a question. Vice has become the biggest clickbait, liberal cesspool, bullshit news company out there. Almost 100%. They are so far left leaning in almost every single article. It's disgusting. The right is using the Nashville shooting to declare war on trans people. Or do you mean that a trans person declared war on children and mercilessly killed them at their school for having a religious belief that their parents probably gave to them, that they inherited, and potentially not even, right? Just because you go to a Catholic school doesn't mean that you are consistently practicing your faith. So we have articles coming out like this. I'll even read you some of this article. Almost as soon as details starting to emerge about the shooter in Nashville, Tennessee, who people or who killed six people, pundits and politicians on the right started exploiting the tragedy to spread anti-trans hate. Through investigations on Mondays, shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville are ongoing. Early reports have identified a 28-year-old shooter as a transgender person, predictably right-wing personalities, immediately started falsely blaming trans people in general for the fall for the mass shooting. How much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness is the transgender Nashville school shooter taking, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. That was their big quote. Now, here's the problem with this that I have. The problem with this is that this has been something that has been brewing for a fairly long time. This is the, this is the first shooting that we can actually point to systemic governmental policies consumerist, capitalistic companies who have caused this shooting 100%, absolutely no excuse. No no reason that you, there's no argument against that. They have taken a group of, of mentally ill people, people who have bipolar, who are autistic like this woman, who, who have sicknesses in their head, and they've emboldened them through em empowering rhetoric by pointing at 
half of the country or however much of the country percentage wise you want to call it and in calling them the enemy telling them that these people hate you stop trans hate they hate you you're they think you're a bad person they have been constantly pushing this narrative constantly causing this divisiveness and constantly making these people far more extreme starting by indoctrinating people at the school system level into believing that this is something that should be celebrated and not medicated or, or psychologically evaluated. They've been taking a, a group of dispossessed people, of mentally ill people. Statistically, it is factual that a great percentage of people who identify as trans have mental illness going into it. There's a whole book written about it where a woman talks about how the, the percentage of, of children who identified as anorexia correlates almost immediately with a, a drop-off as they are identifying now as having trans or gender dysphoria beliefs. There's a sickness inside of people's head that the, the government, that capitalism is, is throwing tampon ads at men and giving them money to promote this ideology and then telling them that there's a group who hates them, that that wants nothing more to than to see them whatever, right? They're, they're causing such a dis, dis divide in our country that what do you, it's obviously going to come to an head. And that's where it comes to our next article where there's this trans day of vengeance on the same day that Biden, or I guess the day after Joe Biden now says that there's a trans, uh, I wonder how many times, like let's, let's talk about people with mental illness, right? How many times has it been somebody who's severely depressed and they go shoot up a school and then all of a sudden the president comes out and gives them a celebratory day as a result of that. In, in, in remembrance of the six people who died from this school shooting, let's give the, the person's the, who shot them a a holiday, nationally recognized day of visibility for trans people. And on the back of that, we're now seeing that that there's a movement towards trans day of vengeance. This says that Antifa affiliated group, Our Rights DC and the Trans Radical Activist Network has been planning what they are calling a Trans Day of Vengeance in Washington, D.C. for April 1st. The event is reportedly still going forward despite the recent deadly vengeance carried out by a trans person on Monday. Evidence of the action was seen on Twitter as the publicizing of the event continues on social media despite Twitter's lockout of accounts reporting on the intention towards violence. The protest event has been scheduled for some time. And throughout March, the flyer was circulating online. The event is planned for Saturday at the Supreme Court. Ironically, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of employment protections for trans persons in the Bostock case. Tran will be hosting an event in D.C., and this is in quotes on the website. It says, Our rights D.C. and Tran are horrified at the acts of violence committed at the Covenant School on March 27th. We are outraged by this tragedy. We grieve for the names of these people, they say, and their loved ones. We also reject any connection between the horrific event and ours. Vengeance means fighting back with vehemence. We are fighting against false narratives, criminalization, and eradication of our existence. It is also a call to our allies to stand up and fight for us to bring down the forces that try to divide and subjugate us all. 
TDOV has created for exactly this. It is about pushing back against the unjust and inhumane systems that are responsible for the loss of life, rights, and joy. They are the enemy, not individuals. To do nothing is to accept. We choose to fight for change and progress to ensure a better life for all people. There is power in numbers. Together we will change suffocating legislation, find strength, create bonds, and share in all this happiness life has to offer us. That's what they posted on their website. Now, I saw, I, I've been looking at, you know, I'm, I live in a fairly somewhat liberal city surrounding me, and I've been seeing some things that's like, uh, what, what did it say? It's like, um, there, there's like these signs on these stores around here that says, uh, hate not welcome here, or LGBTQ uh, uh, friendly. It's like, I have yet to see a sign outside of any store that I've gone to that says trans people not allowed, gay people not allowed, right? The, the, the idea that there's like, even just the way that they phrased that is that there's, how do they put it? The false narratives, criminalization, and eradication of our existence. That's what they're calling this. That's what they feel about this. And that's where we're getting these narratives shoved to these people through our government, through corporations, this this radicalization, and it's absolutely radicalization, radicalization of the, literal, the, the, the extremist left to believing that they are justified in going to castrate children and sexualizing our children and doing drag shows like stripper events in front of them, waving dollar bills in their face. How many videos have you seen now? My, my feed is like, disgustingly inundated with with examples after examples of these drag shows. And every single time I see them, it's not a story reading hour. It's people shaking their ass in bikinis with a, a, a penis flopping between their legs in front of children. Now, again, nobody's calling for the criminalization and eradication of their existence. We're calling for you to stop targeting our children. I don't give a flying fuck what you believe about yourself. Now, just because you think that you're a man and you're a woman, or you think that you're a woman and you're a man, does not mean that I have to engage in your mental illness and play the part of somebody who agrees with you. If you believe that you're a woman and you're a man, and you believe that you're a man and you're a woman so much, Great, that's fine. Do you. But I'm not going to call you whatever you want just because you 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 want to have some sort of special feeling in your heart that everybody plays into your mental illness. Now, I hope that you go and you get help. I hope that you speak to somebody. I hope that you find a way to be comfortable in your body. I hope that you find peace in your own heart about yourself so that you are not so self self-conscious about who you are that you can't just boldly be who you were meant to be. And that was the gender that you were given at birth. Sorry. But again, I'm not calling for the eradication of anybody. I'm not calling for the criminalization of anybody. Unless you're grooming children, sexualizing children at story hours where you're shaking your ass in front of their faces and making them hand you dollar bills like it's a strip club. And unless you're mutilating children and castrating them with drugs before they would even have the ability to vote let alone cut their own dick off. Yes, that should be criminalized. You thinking you're whatever you are, nobody gives a shit. Do it. Who cares? But the second you want to push it on the children, is the second you want to groom them into believing that, that they have to also be 
confused about who they are in order to feel special instead of just feeling special about who they were born to be in the first place. Right. It's crazy. So we've seen several articles about this. Joe Biden seeing that saying that they shape that, that trans people shape our nation's soul. Like that's probably not a soul that we want embodying our nation. <laughs> now there's been several conspiracy theories that it's conspiracy theories that have come out of this, uh, this shooting. Now I can't speak to the factuality or ridiculousness of these because I haven't dove extremely deep into them. A pretty consistent one that I've seen talks about this shooter's shoes. And what they said is that the, the shoes that they walked in with were not the shoes that they left with. The shoes that they walked in with were like Vans and they were black and they were white. And then when they left, they were in like, I don't know, Converse or Adidas that had like flames down the side of them. So like two different separate pairs of shoes. They walked in and then later they didn't walk out because they got killed, but um, they were wearing separate types of shoes. They, they seem, people seem to believe on Reddit that that means that for some reason this was a, you know, actor or this was some sort of like setup from the FBI or something like that. Now, again, I, I don't know if this person changed shoes, if they were wearing different shoes, but I did just want to call it out. That's an interesting one. I don't seem to find any evidence that is compelling enough to justify giving any merit to that. Um, there is an interesting one, which during Fox News, a woman takes over the microphone after the mass shooting in Nashville. Let's see if I can get this actual clip rolling for you guys, because this was a interesting one. So let's watch this clip right here. And you see this woman that you will hear talking that like kind of takes over this news clip. Um, let's see if we can get it going here. All right, here you go. Violence. Yeah, Ashley Beasley, uh, Ashby Beasley, rather, who survived the Highland Park Parade shooting, happened to be in Nashville when this shooting happened. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? Beasley spoke on CNN last night saying she was about to get lunch with a friend when she heard about the shooting. My heart broke and I, this is where we're at. We have children living through multiple mass shooting incidences. What are we doing? Illinois Senator Dick Durbin is also talking about this. The senator says this school shooting shows more work needs to be done on gun control. For the fact that this is a daily occurrence in America is unconscionable. I urge my colleagues to come together on a bipartisan basis. We can't say that we've solved this problem or even addressed it seriously. We need to pass more reform to keep guns out of dangerous hands and to keep our children safe. So heard from Governor J.B. Pritzker on the tragedy. He tweeted... So I think that was it. The girl that they talk about, Ashley Beesby, is the case that we're talking about. Uh, she was in Nashville on Monday when a shooter killed three adults and three students at an elementary school. The reason that this becomes interesting is because Reddit seems to believe that she's a crisis actor. Somebody says that she's an anti-gun lobbyist. She just happened to be vacationing near a mass shooting event and just happened to walk up as MSM was going live. This said, I am definitely getting a David Hogg vibe from this chick for sure. She's going to be making the rounds, I bet. So don't be surprised if you see her on CNN very shortly. And then you go to her Twitter and she's obviously very liberal in the way that she is. She even like, it's just all clickbait. 
there was a clip going around of these people who went to the uh, the Capitol building in, uh, I believe in uh, Tennessee and were rushing in and, and a police officer, they were like rushing the doors, trying to push for gun control, but they're, they're actually like, the, looks like the, you know, January 6th videos that had the bad stuff in it, right? And this cop grabs this younger man around by his shoulder and, and they're like, a chokehold, why is he being put in a chokehold? Bitch, this is not a chokehold. <laughs> A chokehold does not involve grabbing somebody's shoulder. Now, if you creep that up a little bit, you know you can you can make it happen. But what what it absolutely so it just showed me her hand, right? She's just she's just calling things and inciting uh, inciting some sort of narrative so that she can look like somebody that people want to follow. Um, but okay, so here here's where it gets interesting. She works for the Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, this the first comment on this the top comment let's go ahead and let's change it from best to top comment as you always should on reddit the very top comment says yes again she was at the shooting now she is here for this one thing anyone catch the duper's delight the news reporter whose daughter teachers teaches at the school happened to be on break or something anyway i try to find it i don't know that doesn't mean anything um it says that she also gets to somehow sit in very small press conferences to rail on the late term abortions because she needed basically this person's either a clout chaser who runs after these events. That's like, what are they called? Like ambulance chasers is either that or people seem to think that she's some sort of crisis actor because she works for the Democratic Party. Um, she seems to have uh, some sort of relation in, in how many of these types of events and they posted all of these different times that she was standing behind Biden crying. Uh, she was standing next to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and then somebody said, oh, it gets even better. She's seen on camera before this interview chatting and laughing with a lady named Shondell Brooks. Brooks's daughter was one of the victims of the 2018 Waffle House mass shooting in Nashville. And her son is apparently a student at the Covenant School and was on lockdown. They then go on to do another interview together. What are the chances that both of your children are involved in the mass shooting? And what are the chances that both of these women know each other and are both on the scene moments after the shooting? Interesting. So some people think, seem to think that there's some sort of crisis actor situation going on. Now, again, I don't know if I agree with that, but it seems awfully fishy that this lady has several pictures next to Biden, several pictures next to Pelosi, She's been involved in, in these types of things before, and now all of a sudden she's like bum-rushing a camera directly on scene. Kind of weird. But here's, the, here's the, the, the real discussion. The real discussion is this is horrible. This is tragic. It should never happen. Is gun control the answer? Personally, I do not believe so. When you have somebody who's mentally ill, which is almost a very large percentage of people who identify as trans. In this case, this person also happens to be autistic. How many drugs, when you, when you combined the inciting of political divide, the, the pointing out of a direct enemy who's according to this own, this own uh, activism corporation, hoping for your elimination. Like they're saying that they want to, they, they think that people want to murder them. And then you mix that with, testosterone, which makes you more aggressive statistically, then you mix that with antipsychotics, 
then you miss, mix that with antidepressants, then you mix that with all of the other things that this woman was probably taking, and you get a recipe for disaster, especially when the mainstream media, when the, the largest corporations in the country are sitting there telling you that everybody hates you and you're in the right, and that you know we, we just need to keep pushing for, for you know all of this extremism ideology. It, it's the classic, classic, breakdown of what a cult seems like, right? Indoctrinating kids from a young age, uh, not allowing people to speak against them in any way, shape, or form, um, calling for, for the divisiveness through an identified enemy. Like there, there's, there's so many, so many things that look and smell like a cult here. And so you, you mix that with antipsychotics. You mix that by specifically targeting people with mental illness. Then you mix that with, with having a social media culture, that emboldens these people to become part of echo chambers. Right now, I I probably, and speaking of echo chambers, I, I probably have a little, somewhat of an echo chamber myself, but I, I go out of my way to listen to long form conversations that make me disagree. I think that's important. I think you should absolutely go out of your way to listen to people that you disagree with. Otherwise, like it's, it's almost like the, the thing of like, if you're talking to somebody and you don't listen, you're never going to learn anything. You already know everything that you're going to say, even if you hadn't said it yet. But to hear somebody out and hear their position only makes you better, right? And, and if nothing else makes you, it emboldens yourself, using the word a lot, but emboldens yourself to hold your position even, even more so because you understand and you can steel man the case yourself. So I think it's important. I just listened to a podcast with Sam Harris and Lex Friedman where they talked about for four hours and I, I had to grit my teeth listening to everything that Sam Sam Harris said about Donald Trump and the right and the conspiracy theorists and the, the COVID this and the, you know, but I think it's important to feel those uncomfortable things, right? And I have respect for Sam Harris. I've, I've read some of his books. Uh, I've listened to his podcast. I've, I've had his app on my phone. Like I have respect for the man. And because of that, I gave him four hours of my life to to hear him say nothing that I could agree with. But I think that's important, right? So so get yourself out of your own echo chamber, including if you're a part of these types of communities, and including if you're in the community of your own. If you're a conservative, if you're a libertarian, you should get uncomfortable listening to somebody who's on the opposite side. So as far as these shootings go, I, again, I do not think that getting rid of access to weapons. If you, all of the gun reform conversations never address this. If you are willing to murder people, do you think access to weapons illegally is going to stop you? Because you're already willing to murder somebody. That's the worst, most egregious act that you can take that is very, very illegal. You're willing to die. Do you think finding a gun is going to stop you because it's illegal? No, the only thing that the, this is, this is a Trojan horse, just like every other mass shooting. Now, I, if you could tell me that getting rid of guns from citizens, right? People are like, oh, why do we need AR-15s? It's like, okay, why does the government need AR-15s? Well, we didn't have the, the, the rules have changed. The amendments were made back in the you know, 1800s, 1700s, like things changed. They didn't have multiple rounds per weapon. It's like either did the government. So if the government has access to it, so should the citizens. That's what allows for checks and balances. There's checks and balances between the population 
and checks and balances against the government. And, and the reason is not because now, obviously being able to hunt and those things are important. Every, every population ever in the history of every country, city, state, whatever it is ever has always had to fight its own government. Find me one example. Find me a single example of, of, of a citizenship that hasn't had to fight its own government. You can't. Every single population, every country, every city-state since Roman times and before, since Egyptian times, since Sumerian times likely, like almost every single population, and I would just say every, there's, there's no population that hasn't had to fight its government. Now, the only way to fight your government is not by carrying sticks and daggers when they have tanks. No, you need access to the similar weaponry as they have. And like I said before, you saw in Afghanistan, it takes guerrilla warfare and and decent amount of weaponry to fight back against the American government. We lost the war in Afghanistan against a country, uh, against people who did not have any of the weaponry that we had besides rifles. And we lost. Right? That's why they are holding $80 billion worth of military equipment of ours right now. So I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is addressing mental health issues. Every No person goes and shoots children and kills them without having some fucking screw loose, without, without being a sickly person with, with pharmaceutical drugs, a bad relationship with no very little friends, reclusive probably on social media all day, probably getting, you know, and, and so you, you have to find the similarities. The, sure. You can point to guns, but you could also point to knives. You could also point to people being ran over with cars in North Carolina. You can point to all these things for mass murders. Another thing that we saw called out was like four different people have been mass shooters that identify as trans or non-binary in the last five years. Four of the large-scale, notorious mass shootings. Now they'll point to statistics that says, "Well, there's been 2,000 since you know 2018." Yeah, well, get rid of the gang-related ones. Get rid of the ones. Find find the ones where they're actually people specifically going somewhere without any ties to that the the people that they're shooting. Right? Not gang-related, which is how they classify mass shootings in order to make it seem far more than it is. But look at notorious mass shootings in the news that weren't gang related in the last five years. And a good portion of them, especially when you take into consideration the small percentage of people that actually identify as trans in the country, are they're far more trans people are far more represented in mass shootings over the last five years than they statistically should be. And the reason for that is our government and our our companies, the, the capitalistic companies in our country have emboldened them, have radicalized them, have empowered them, and have pointed at an enemy. And that enemy is me and you. That enemy is this Catholic school. The enemy is your children because they represent the very people that the government is pointing their fingers at, telling trans people that we hate them, telling them that we want to eradicate them according to these, these organizations, which is obviously not the case. So you get a bunch of mentally ill people that almost strictly people with mental illness. Otherwise, you're not identifying as trans. By, by definition, by the DSM-5, you are mentally ill if you think you were put in the wrong body, 
right? That's a dissociation disorder. That's gender dysphoria. That's generally mixed with depression and anxiety and angst and paranoia. Like there's so many things that come with that. And then those things come with pharmaceutical drugs. And then you mix that with with hateful rhetoric and divisiveness and extremist ways of, of indoctrinating people into this ideology. And literally there's trans flags up all around like it's some country. Being trans is not a country. Like there's no reason we should have flags being flown. Like like it's some like subculture. It's nothing other than a cult that they're trying to indoctrinate people into just like Scientology. Only in Scientology, you don't have to cut your boobs off to be a part of it or your children's. So I I don't know what the answer is, but I I do know that it's not guns. It's not guns. Now, there's other countries that don't have this problem, but those other countries also don't have a pharmaceutical industrial complex, which is peddling antipsychotics, antidepressives, amphetamines to every woman, man, and child that ever gets put into a clinic with any sort of uh, uh, angst about their lives that should probably be fixed with behavioral uh, psychology, not pharmaceutical drugs that make profit. So let's talk about this TikTok ban real quick and then we'll wrap it up. All right. So TikToks, there was a bill to ban TikTok. Now this ban was 50, this bill was 55 pages long and I read through all of it. Right, I've seen many people call it. It's the it's called the restricting the emergence of security threats that risk information and communications technology act, or the restrict act. R for restricting, E for emergence, S for security, T for threats, R for risk, I for information, C for communications technology act. I wonder how many, how long that took to come up with the name. <laughs> But this this ban on TikTok bill should be called the ban on freedom bill. And let me tell you why. All right, it, it's, it's difficult to find any real reference detailing the, the legal analysis on this. Um, but the, the ACLU says the bill known as the Restrict Act would significantly expand the executive branch's power to control what apps and technologies Americans can access while limiting Americans' abilities to challenge those actions in court. It would also impose civil and criminal penalties for violating bans imposed pursuant to the legislation. Many people are sounding the alarm about this, saying it is Patriot Act 2.0 for the internet. The Libertarian Party has raised its concerns, and this goes on to say that this bill definitely isn't just about TikTok. TikTok isn't even mentioned in the bill at all. It does mention U.S. citizens. A person, as defined in the act itself, appears 32 times in the Restrict Act, and persons an additional 15 times. So this is not a ban on TikTok. This is a ban on American citizens from accessing information in places that the government doesn't want you to. Think, think Russia. Think, think the way that we think of North Korean television. Right? That's what they want. They don't want you to be able to access things that, that give you narratives that they don't like. Now, the, the, in this, it says that the term person means a natural person, including a citizen or national of the United States or any other foreign country. Okay. Now, under Section 3, 
It says addressing information and communication technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk. Now, the quote from this is, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and otherwise mitigate any risk rising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the secretary determines. Otherwise poses an undue or acceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the safety of the United States persons. Now it says enforcement gives broad powers for federal agencies to initiate and conduct investigations, gives federal agencies enforcement powers to enforce the provisions of the act. And the language includes inspect, search, detain, seize, or impose temporarily denial orders of any items presumably electronic, digital media, and writings, and require, inspect, and obtain books, records, and any other information from any person. The penalties for this is civil forfeiture of any real property, intangible property, money, or proceeds used to commit violations or associated with violations. Now we'll talk about this, but there's a fine of $250,000 per violation. Criminal forfeiture fines up to a million dollars in imprisonment for up to imprisonment for up to 20 years. Now, what this is, this bill is saying is basically that you can't have a modem, router, mobile network, or VPN are now banned if used to con contact any foreign adversaries, such as China, Korea, Cuba, Iran. And then this is also subject to change, meaning that any country that they deem necessary in the future could also be deemed that way. Right. So if you want to go look up Russian news sources, right, if you want to go f use TikTok, right, you want to go watch some people dance. Let's say they ban TikTok, but you circumvent that with a VPN, right? You use a proxy, you use a VPN, you place yourself in Russia, which is very easy to do. They now want to be able to fine you $250,000 or 20 years in jail. Or even a million dollars if you knowingly used a method. So even if you unknowingly do it, it can be a $250,000 fine or 20 years in jail. Because the bill is vague, it means anything from a VPN to proxy or something else entirely. If this bill is passed, the government has liberty to appoint a secretary of communication to create a small group that can ban or deem anything inappropriate or a risk to security. Voters have no access to this. Voters, we don't get to vote on what they deem to be a risk to security, right? We don't have any, any say in that at all. They can go through your emails, your text messages, your direct messages on Instagram, anything that they want if they deem appropriate. The, the bill gives our government the power to monitor any activity used by the devices listed above, including home cameras, meaning they can access your cameras and spy on you at any time if they deem necessary. Now, if you want to go check out this bill yourself, it's congress.gov slash bill slash 118th dash congress slash senate dash bill slash 686. That is where you can find the information. But this is terrifying, right? You see all of the things that came out of the Patriot Act, including the January 6th people who, who are still, for, for many of them, sitting in jail cells right now with no due process, right? This, this basically is a sweeping bill that allows the government to, to invade your privacy, to, to throw you in jail specifically if you use any app or website 
that they don't like. This is not the, the word TikTok is not mentioned a single time in this bill. Yet they're trying to coin it that so that you get behind it. Now, as I said earlier, I'm not against banning TikTok. Now, well, I guess I am. I, I don't think the government should be able to ban any access to anything, honestly. I think that if there's a security concern, then there should be advisories. There can be things placed between I, I don't even know how to put it, but I don't think that our government should be able to restrict the things that my eyeballs get to view. Who, the, who are they to say that? But at the same time, I understand military concerns. I understand identity privacy concerns, but I honestly don't think that our government has our best interest in mind. I think that this was a, a cheap attempt at grasping for more power by using TikTok and the movement behind the privacy concerns surrounding it to invade your privacy, to lock you up if you are somebody that is dissenting against the government. That's what I think. But what do you think? <laughs> Head over to uh, the Instagram, the Austin J. Adams or the Adams Archive. Head over to the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. And uh, I will be announcing a new pretty awesome thing next week. So stay tuned. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, my heart truly goes out to the families in Nashville. Uh, I lived in Nashville for a fairly long time. I love Nashville. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. Um, I, I have children. I, I cannot imagine being one of those parents. And, and this absolutely should stop. And this is absolutely should be called what it is. This was a hate crime, a hate crime against people who, who went to a, a religious institution and the mainstream media is failing to call it what it is to the point where the New York post, I believe, let me go check here. I, I had something up about this CBS, sorry, not New York post. New York post is what, who posted about it. CBS executives bar the word transgender from reports on Nashville shooter. They told, they said that they, they have, banned staffers from using the word transgender when reporting on the Nashville shooter. The shooter's gender identity has not been confirmed by CBS News, it said. Yeah. So, stay safe. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And again, my thoughts and prayers go out to the families and those people that are affected, even the, just the children at that school. It's a terrible tragedy. Um, yeah. Not much else to say but that. Uh, but head over to the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. Uh, find me on social, the Austin J. Adams. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you.